one, two. Good morning, everybody. If you would, please take your seats and let's get ready to worship. to worship this morning or um, soon soon I mean you can worship right now but I have a few announcements to make all right if you're here this morning can I get you to raise your hand Woo! thank you okay so if you're here I would like you to text connect to the number that's going to be on your screen 352-441-3016 if you're not here don't text okay no texting if you're not here, okay? All right, so if you're old school and you don't like to text, that's fine. We're cool with that. Um, there's a connection card in the seat, um, seat pocket in front of you. If you just fill that out. And there's some lock boxes um, at the exits, and you can just go ahead and drop them in one of those boxes on your way out. All right, if you guys are watching online, hello. We are here, you are there. So what we would like, if you could text the number um, or the word on, yeah, text online to the number that's on your screen. So, um, different number, I think, or a different word. Um, and now to our guests, uh, we have a mug for you. If you are here today and you are new, we'd like to give you a free mug, a free gift. This is what it looks like. And you can get that at the info booth in the back on your way out. So I believe I covered everything today. Let's get ready to worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Is there anybody ready to testify of the goodness of the Lord this morning? I saw sickness fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. But the miracle that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven Yeah! Not believe in signs and wonders I have resurrection power Yes I do But the miracle that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven Come on! My 
name Jesus father we lay our lives down as you have laid your life down for us already Lord we just love you Jesus and we all come together this morning and give you glory we give you glory thank you father thank you Take it all. 
consecrate our hearts and our life all of us everything that is within us Lord Father we thank you that you're in our presence and you never leave us or forsake us we worship you Father we thank you for your faithfulness Father we thank you that you are faithful you have always been faithful you can be nothing but faithful even when we are faithless, you are faithful. 
Father, that you love us. Father, I thank you that no matter who is in this building and no matter who may watch in whatever time in future, they may know that, you, that they are loved unconditionally by faithful God. Creator, you are, you are the only true God. And we honor you and we exalt you, Father. We thank you for your love. We worship you with our lips. We worship you, Father. But more than that, we give, we give you as this song just as we just could worship together and declare that we worship you with all our hearts and we give you all our life our lives are yours lord our lives are yours our lives are yours thank you father Thank you, Father. I want to encourage you this morning if you're, I just, if emotionally you've come burdened, you have concerns, but you've heard something in your heart this morning. You've heard the Lord beckon you. You've heard the Lord say to you, come to me, weary traveler, because I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I am humble gentle and you will find rest for your souls thank you father thank you father thank you Holy Spirit that you are in us thank you Lord that you don't live in a cloud and you don't live above the stars but you live in our hearts You live in our hearts. Father, thank you. Father, we surrender to what you're doing here this morning. We incline our hearts and our eyes, our ears to hear what you're saying to us, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We surrender to that work. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for so great a salvation. Thank you for so great a salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. just say to me this morning you know 
there is so much fear that is being touted in the world today there is so much and, and it is more poisonous than you can imagine the spirit of fear you know that we've not been given a spirit of fear we have not been given a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind i know that's a scripture that we might know in our heads but i want you to remind yourself that that is a reality the reality is that you are not designed to live in fear in fact your lord commands you you know that he commands you fear not he tells you fear not we are living in this environment and it's so easy if we are tuned into the world's philosophy and we tuned into news stations and we tuned into there is so much fear being touted and it's almost you almost have to, you're almost being made to feel guilty if you don't fear you're almost being told that it's not love to operate outside of fear now that's demonic because you and I are not designed to live in fear we're not designed to tout that we're not designed to play with fear and I want you to recognize that fear is, is really poison. It's poison to your heart. It's poison to your mind. It's poison to your emotions. Because it is not where God dwells. God is love. It says so clearly in, in 1 John chapter 4 that He is love, right? And that perfect love casts out fear. It's right. All fear. Exactly. Fear isn't, don't just have a little bit of fear. No. Fear is something to recognize. Be honest. If you, if you feel fearful, there's no time to be condemned about it. Recognize it for what it is and say, Lord, I'm living in fear. You are not supposed to live in fear. You're not designed to live in fear. You've got to give yourself evidence of what the truth is. Switching on light and love and life brings and dispels the darkness it dispels fear please do whatever it takes to guard your heart whatever it takes i mean whatever it takes don't do that switch off the news whatever you have to do i'm not saying live in denial i'm saying live by truth and not by worldly ideas of what we should be and that's that's a challenge now amen say thank you to our Lake Haven body here for for what you're doing um, for participating with us financially and um, I, I had this scripture on my heart this morning which is um, in the ESV from from Proverbs chapter 3 says this in verse 9 honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of all your produce then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine there is so much in those two verses that are incredible promises. And, and really, you, you've heard me speak about first fruits because, um, and I could, we could literally teach a series on first fruits because it is such a powerful step of faith to live in a realm of where you, you honor God first with your wealth. That is not your income. And it's, it's fascinating when you study that scripture. If you go and look at it the, in the Amplified Version, it actually distinguishes your wealth from your income. 
because it says it says they honor the Lord with your wealth listen to this in the amplified uh, it says honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency and with the first fruits of all your income so shall your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats shall be overflowing with new wine now if you're please if you're a guest here you're so welcome we're, we're not big into squeezing money out of you. I mean, because the ushers are locking the doors right now, don't worry about that. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> but, but, but honestly, you, you, know, you, you know that this is a heart thing. Yeah. This is a heart thing. Declaring God, because when, you, when you're not seeing um, your sufficiency in your wealth, and you're not seeing your sufficiency in your income, but you're seeing Jireh as your sufficiency. You're seeing God, who created Father, as your sufficiency. And you are declaring it. And there is so much that Jesus spoke about this. But it's got everything to do with your heart. That's why he said that God loves a cheerful giver. It's got everything to do with the heart. It's not got to do with the amount, et cetera, et cetera. We've say, we say it so often. But I wanted to thank you because, you know, as you can liberate yourself, Jesus actually said that your heart and your pocketbook are connected. You know where your heart is by how you deal with your money. And, and so it's one of those things that, that is a big deal, but not to us. I, I, I just want you to know that, that, that God loves you irrespective of what you give. God has given you, a, if you're a believer, you are blessed and you step, into, you step into the sufficiency of God. Everything that Jesus gave us is ours. You don't earn as you've heard me say a couple of weeks, you don't earn the in him truths, the in him realities, the co-heired inheritance by giving money. Amen. I'm going to say that again. You can't earn your co-heired inheritance by giving money. You can't buy in or pay protection money to the Godfather. I mean, Father God, whatever. You, you, can't, you, you can't do that. But there is a connection of saying, Father, I'm willing. You know that God has always been a love God, and he's always pursued us with love. And the only way it works is if you give willingly. That's really it. It's when you can say, Father, I, I thank you for what you've done, and give willingly. So that's, that's really the bottom line. But over here, so yeah, that's first fruits just helps declare when we say, Lord, you know what? You, you don't get what's left over. You're, you're the first thing, you're the very first thing because you're my sufficiency. That it, we have to live lives like that, people. We have to live lives like that because if your sufficiency is waiting for a good economy or waiting for the stock market or waiting for inflation or waiting for something external, your boss to give you a raise or for minimum wage to be raised again or waiting for if you're if that's what your hope is in you will never reach the end of that line that ladder is leaning against the wrong wall but you can find in god even a little can be enough amen anyhow so um we just thank you for as we we're not giving um as you know if you if you're welcome to give online as we you, you we have a, if you give on through our website you can, if you use envelopes here in the building, um, we have those drop boxes that Jen mentioned earlier that you're welcome just to drop something into or to mail it to our PO box address, PO box 840 Eustis, 3272, obviously Florida, in case you're out of state, some of our folks are, um, 3277. 
Um, so thank you for giving um, to, to the work here and for what Lake Haven is about. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I wanted to mention just in passing, I wanted to um, thank Lance and Sean uh, for, for coming yesterday and doing a great thing. That was, that was awesome. You guys learn a few things. I certainly learned so much yesterday, so it was powerful. Um, they did the in um, to be remembered event here, and it was just it was so packed with information. You didn't know what you didn't know, right? I I felt anyhow. Um, we have a, a our next event on the calendar, and just so you know, you, if you're in the loop, you can always text the word loop to our texting church number three five two four four one three zero one six, and the loop will let you know of one time. It won't bombard you with text. It'll let you know one time where to go to. It'll give you a link on our website. We have what's coming up and coming. Um, but our next event on the calendar is Bob and Audrey Meisner coming in September in, I think it's 17th and 18th and 19th, right? Is that correct? 17th? Oh, there you go. It's Friday and Saturday for the married, Love Married Life weekend. Um, I did want to mention, we've got a video from them coming up here in a second, but I want you to, the, this couple is, you're going to kick yourself if you miss them. Because they are going to minister on Sunday morning, and they're going to do a special Sunday evening service that's got nothing to do with marriage. And so I'm going to say, I'm going to it's, it's a, block that Sunday evening out as well. You are going to be sincerely, incredibly blessed. They have got a phenomenal podcast called the Live Transform Podcast, and the Married Life, and it's not just all about marriage. They are just a powerhouse couple that will are are, are phenomenal. Anyhow, let's watch this video. Hi, we're Drs. Bob and Audrey Meissner, and we can't wait to see you at the marriage event in Lake Haven this September 17th to the 19th. Yeah, we're so excited. This is going to be the perfect time to invest in life-changing wisdom. We understand the last thing you need is another wisdom mm -hmm. thing to do, so what we're going to do is make this weekend about heart change and effortless transformation. We've designed our time together for you to uncover triggers, buttons that can trip you up. You're able to navigate your differences. Yeah able to make great decisions that set you up for the best future. Yeah, our topics include being irresistible to each other, connecting at a heart level, and nurturing the kind of marriage where your home is that safe heaven, mm -hmm. where just dreams are realized. You can laugh and be at peace like never before. Please, please make the investment. Yes. If you're willing and ready to be a gift to those around you, you're going to love our time together. And I think you're going to just fall in love all over again. Why not? Schedule your calendars now. God yes. is faithful, is love powerful, Nothing is impossible for him. See you soon. Can't wait to see you at Lake Haven. <laughs> if, you've ever, if you've ever known um, Audrey, she is so, such a ball of fun. She's, you're going to laugh a lot. She's, she's excellent. But um, go to, if you want to register for that, please do. Um, on our website, just go to lakehaven.tv, and um, you'll see the links over there to the Love Married Life weekend, and please register. That will just help us keep numbers. Yes. It is, it is a free event. That's right. Thank you, sweetheart. It is open to the public, not just Lake Haven members. So if you know other people who want to come. And, and really, the married life portion is Friday night and Saturday morning. That's all. It's not the whole day Saturday either. So it's Friday night and Saturday morning till about lunchtime or so. And then, um, and then, like I said, they will be ministering Sunday morning, and you don't want to miss Sunday evening. It'll be a special event that they, like I said, they specialize in heart change and, and affecting. If you've struggled with change in certain things in your life, you, you, you don't want to miss some of, the, 
some of them, they are, yeah, in any case, I don't want to get too much in. They, they're going to be a huge blessing. Anyhow, um, I, we have a special guest speaker with us today. And so um, I'm not the one speaking. And would you welcome Pastor T? <laughs> Thank you, brother. Praise the Lord. Actually, I left my water down now. I'm going to need my water. Well, praise the Lord. I am a guest speaker. Thank you. No, I am a guest speaker. Well, I thank God for my brother. He's like, T, you, you need to speak. And when I first, you know, came and I was like, I'm good. I'll speak to the youth. I'm good to go. But, um, but he encouraged me to, I was like, yes, pastor, I'll speak. <laughs> Amen. But I'm, I'm glad to be here. I do have, I do have something on my heart and want to share with you. And, uh, so I believe, um, the Holy Ghost is going to lead us as we go. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you again that your word is true. And uh, as the song actually said, hear our heart. We give our hearts to you. And um, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge your presence. I thank you for helping me uh, this morning. And folks that are hungry will eat in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So speaking of eating... You know, I have an example I wanted to use. I'm going to ask my, my younger two boys to come up. I asked them if they could help, help Pops out with, uh, with their message this morning. So, Lewis and Donovan, if you can come on up to, to start out here. And, and I just want to use it as, as an example. These are our middle son, sons, uh, Lewis and Donovan. So, help Pops out. I'll give you my title in a little bit, but what, what is this here, y'all? That's a dog bone. That's a dog bone. So I asked these guys to come up and help me with this because um, you ever notice, you know, when you give a dog a bone, how he or she reacts? They love that bone, right? Right, right, right. And so here at Donovan, like if Donovan was the dog owner and, uh, and I'm the dog and this guy here, Lewis, is somebody like trying to take my bone, how do you think that dog would react? Would he just give that bone away? Of course not. You know, when I grew up, we had, I had one dog, but then we had dogs where we would give dogs bone. It wouldn't be a bone like that. You know, it'd be a bone from like a chicken bone or a rib bone, you know? And it didn't have any meat on it because there was eight folks in our family. So that, it wasn't no inside house dog. Sometimes it was a stray dog, but... Either way, the dog got a chicken bone or a rib bone, and we'll throw that bone to the dog. But when we throw that bone to the dog, he'll throw the dog a bone, throw the dog a bone. That dog will grab that bone, right? And he'll hold that bone with his paws, and he'll start licking that bone, and he'll start just chewing on that bone. And every now and then, if you leave the gristle on that bone, that dog has enough sense to turn that bone to the side and bite off that gristle and just chill on that gristle and just love that bone. But if, even if he's happy as ever wagging his tail before you give him that bone, he's the happiest dog ever. He loves you so much for giving him the bone. But if you reach for that bone, <laughs> he don't turn his head. He show you his teeth. And what else he does? He growls. 
And he's telling you, you may not understand English, but you better understand this. Touch my bone if you want to. I won't just bite off your fingers. I'll bite your whole hand off and you'll be signing with the dot. So he's just start chewing on that bone and you reach for that bone again. Right? Have you ever, anybody ever experienced that with a dog? But you notice this though, when I would do that and I would play with the dog and reach and he or she would growl like that, if I take the bone and take off running, he, he wouldn't run to, to whoever gave him the bone and start crying and bow wow like, no, he'll go after him. He'll chase him. Why? That's his bone, and he knows that's his bone. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Hold on to your bone. Okay. Hold on to your bone. Now, as I was preparing this message, I felt in my heart I'm, I'm, I'm going to teach it. But the priest may come on. So praise the Lord. Hold on to your bone or hold on to your bones. No matter what it is, we have to hold on to it. If God's given you something, he's revealed something to you. You've seen something in the word of God. Hold on to it and don't let it go. His word, what is it we're to hold on to? His word or the word that's been spoken to you. Maybe you received a prophecy. It's been a long time. If it was for edification, exaltation, and comfort, and it confirmed something that you had in your heart, hold on to it. Not allowing, what else we're, we're to hold on to? Not allowing who Christ is in us and who we are in Christ to slip out of our thought process. Not allowing that. We have that choice. He's, he, good father, heavenly father, has given us that choice. But what I don't want you to think is this. I don't want you to think that, you know, I gave the example about the dog holding on to the bone. That's, that's something physical. But what I want to encourage you with this morning, and I'll touch on it later, it's not a physical. It's not like that. It's a rest. Let me, let me, let me, man. That's my brother there. My brother. We talked throughout the week, man. He's good. It's a rest. Where you, you actually not even realizing a hole in the bone, but it's there. And we'll get into it. How do we enter into that rest? Thank you for asking. I'll touch on that. So there's, there's a few things that I'll be reading throughout my message that the Lord was just giving me, just dropping things in my heart that I'll read to you. And one of the things is uh, when we think physical or, or our five uh, senses first, our five physical senses first, concerning the word of God, we often miss out on enjoying what has already been provided through Jesus. So if you think physical first, 
you miss out. Yes. And I'm going to talk about that more in the message in reference to thinking spiritual first. Wow. first. That's right. Thinking from in here. So let's touch on that. Go to 1 Peter 2, uh, 24, and most of the scriptures we're going to be uh, uh, covering today are like what they say popular scriptures, but just because it's popular and you know it and you have it memorized doesn't mean it's real. Doesn't mean it's real. We'll talk about that. So 1 Peter 2, 24, in the King James Version it says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. So what I want you to notice is what took place with Jesus was first spiritual, then physical. It's set, and you notice the scripture here, it separates the spirit of Jesus in his physical body. Who his own self? That's spirit. Who his own self? Bear our sins in his own body. But we think, if we think physical first, we think of the physical stripes that was laid on him back then, and we miss it. Who his own self? So notice it does not say who his own self bear their sins in his own body. Otherwise, everything he did would have just applied to the people back then and not to us. It couldn't be passed down through us. Bear our, it, didn't, it does not say who his own self bear their sins in, his, in uh, his own body. It says our sins in his own body on the tree. Not, it doesn't say that they, it says that we. He's speaking present tense. Being dead to sin shall live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye, not they, back then. What happened to his physical body was just an outward representation of what was going on spiritually. So I'm telling you, whatever you may be dealing with or whatever you face, think spiritual first. Think spiritual victory first. Who is own self bear our sins and own bodies that we being dead to sins should live on the righteous by whose stripes ye were healed. Question, sickness, depression, lack, confusion, fear, guilt, condemnation, self-righteousness. To name a few, are they sin? Are they from sin? Yes, they are. They are from sin. Thank you, brother. They are from sin. And they're from their father, the devil, who's not your father. So not just physical healing, but all the blessings of God that have already been provided through Jesus is first spiritual. Turn to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, 4 and five. Once again, a very familiar scripture, but don't just hear it and not digest it. Isaiah 53, verse four, it says, surely he has borne 
our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded or tormented for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, not just peace of mind, but peace with God. Peace with God. He made us have peace with God. God has peace with you, whether you're born again or not. Amen. Peace was upon him, and with his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. So how do you, how do you put griefs, how do you put sorrows, how do you put transgressions, or any, uh, uh, anything that's, that's tormenting you or hurt? How can you actually put that on a physical body? You can't. You can't put those things on a physical body. So that proves that all those things that were put on Jesus was put on his spirit. Amen. He became sick so that you can be well. Amen. He became poor so that you can be rich. Otherwise, it couldn't have been passed from what happened back then to what we can experience now. Now, and I know some of you know this, but just stay with me because we're going somewhere. Amen. Okay? So we can't do that. Look at 1 Corinthians 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And we're going to start with verse 31. Or 30, I'm sorry. It says, but of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. But of him, not of yourself, of him. It's of him, not of you, but of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom. He is your wisdom. He is your righteousness. He is your sanctification. He is your redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Amen. It's not about you. I know you're cute and pretty. But it's not about you. It's about him and what he did for you. So we glory in what's already been done. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you how to hold on to your bone or your bones, which is the word of God. Which, which can be, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord and not in himself. So follow with me in Ephesians chapter 1. We got several scriptures that we're covering, but I believe you all stay with me. Ephesians chapter 1. And Paul's speaking to Christians here. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints, which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed or blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all physical blessings, spiritual blessings, in 
heavenly places in Christ. Everything first started out spiritual. We know that from the creation. What you see with your physical eyes was first spiritual. The chair that you are sitting on was first spiritual. The clothes that you're wearing. According, uh, verse number four, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he will, no, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. He's accepted you. You are accepted no matter who rejects you or who has rejected you. You are accepted in him. You are loved in him. You are accepted in the beloved right now. No matter how you feel. And even if you think differently than this. In whom, verse 7, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Wherein he hath, you notice all that he says, he hath, we have all of these things right now. Abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Prudence, wisdom and prudence. You have Prudence, one of the two of the definitions of prudence is skill and judgment. You're able to make good decisions on your job, with your family, with your wife, with your kids. Stop saying that. You don't know what to do. You have him on the inside of you that knows all. He's made unto you, unto your spirit. You're connected with him and he's connected with you. He's made unto you skill and judgment. But it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. He did say, if we acknowledge him in all our ways, he'll direct our paths. He'll be that. He'll help you make those tough decisions. He'll give you skill. He'll give you good judgment. Verse 9, having made, having made known uh, who, I'm sorry, having made known unto us, the mystery of his will according to the good pleasure which he has purposed in himself. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. It's his will. All of these things that we're reading, it's his will for you that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Read the last two, 13 and 14. In whom ye also trusted after that, you heard the word of truth, the good news. Praise the Lord. The gospel of your salvation in whom, after that, ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. If you're born again, 
<laughs> You're sealed. You're sealed. Stop talking about the devil did this and did that to you. You're sealed. Yes. He, man, 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 woman can help with the physical body. You know, the doctors and, and, and different things like that. Man, woman can help with the mind, counseling and all those things. But only God can touch the spirit. And, and that's where we need to start from. Not talking against, you know, seeing doctors and, and, and godly counsel and all those type of things. But, but we, we have to think from in here first. Only God, this is where he's going to speak to us. This is where he's going to guide us. This is where we're going to get wisdom and, 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 and good judgment and direction. Verse 14, which is the earnest of the inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. You're a purchased possession. You're not just sealed, but you're purchased through Jesus Christ. Unto the praise of his glory. Colossians uh, 1. Colossians chapter 1. Look at verse number 26. This is so good. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations but now, say now, now, is made manifest to his saints. You're his saints. What is that? To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And Pastor Shannon touched on that when he was up here. He, he is in you. You may not feel like he's in you, but he's in you. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We must allow ourselves to meditate on these things until it becomes real to us. You know, it's not like, you know, Jesus said that he would go to the Father and he would send who? The Holy, the Holy Spirit. And he said that the Holy Spirit will take of mine and reveal it unto you. So the Holy Spirit is always with you, no matter where you go. It's not like you go to the restroom and the Holy Spirit says, I'll wait for you. You all right in there? I'll be waiting right here for you. You know, I went to, to the Walmart in Sanford, and I seen something that was so cute, you know, the way the restrooms are set up at that, that particular Walmart in Sanford, Florida. You know, it's, it doesn't have, the restrooms doesn't have doors, so the women's are on this side and the men's over here, and you just, you know, just walk in. There's this old, old little man. He's old guy. He's standing in the middle of the entrance to the women's restroom, yelling into his wife, you all right? <laughs> and she yells back, yeah, I'm almost done. I just started giggling, you know, as I was walking to the men's restroom. And he just was standing there waiting so cute and patiently for his <laughs> wife to get done, you know. So I went in and did my business, and I came out, and he wasn't there. 
So I'm thinking to myself, either he went in and joined her, or they, 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 walk, they walk around Walmart, you know? But it was just so cute. So the Holy Spirit, no matter where you go, he's with you. Even when you go places that you shouldn't go. Did I go there? Yeah, I went there. He's with you. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. So verse 27, in whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of, of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you right now, the hope of glory. So the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus' body from the dead is in you. Man, praise the Lord. Wow. Resurrected powers inside of me. And if you just sit there, I don't care if it's 3 o'clock in the morning, you get to meditate on that. Good googly goo. I mean, you get excited. It's like you, you know it's real because something starts to rise up from in here. It doesn't come from out there. It starts in here. When we renew our minds with the word of God, we persuade our hearts to believe in agreement with what our spirits and the Holy Spirit already knows. When we act on that belief, it will have an effect on our physical bodies, on our minds, our finances, relationships, and all of that stuff. Not that we'll have control over other people's will, but you'll have control over yours because you do. You do. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, praise the Lord. Isn't the, the word of God good, y'all? Can't you tell I'm used to speaking to youth? Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. There is therefore now, say now, now, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. I've already covered so many scriptures just up to this point to, to show you that you're in Christ Jesus and he's in you. Verse number two, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will make you free. Hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Right now, you're free. You're not waiting to be delivered. You are delivered. You're not waiting to be healed. You are healed. You're not waiting to have peace of mind. You have peace of mind. You're not waiting to be free from depression. You are free from depression. Just hold on to your bones. Verse number three, for what the law works righteousness could not and will not do in that it was weak through the what? You will not be able to do it through your flesh. That's what I was saying. It's not a uh, holding on to it. I, trust me, I, I tried it and it don't work. Through the flesh, God sent in his own son. Now, let's do this again like we did with 1 Peter 2.24. God sending his own son. So how did God send his own son? 
He didn't drop him out of the sky with a physical body. Amen. His spirit was sent into Mary. Okay? So listen, God sending his own son, the spirit of his son, in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemn sin in the flesh. That's First Peter 2.24. His spirit came in a physical body, and his spirit condemned sin in the flesh. He took on condemnation. Condemn sin in the flesh. So it separates his spirit from his body. Verse number four, that the righteousness of the law, the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled, ah, in us. You're righteous. You're whole. You're complete in him. Who walk not at, don't leave this part out, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. This is why when tests hits, when trials hit, temptations hit, we must first think, who am I in Christ Jesus and who Christ Jesus is in me? This pain, this confusion, this depression, this is not the real me. That's not who you are. That is not who you are. So, the same spirit, once again, that raised Jesus' body from the dead is, it is, you're not, he is in you. Resurrection power is in you. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. He wants to quicken your mortal death doomed body. And we must allow him to do that but we hinder the process by not renewing our minds with this word not believing that we're loved and 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 not allowing ourselves to yield to the holy spirit mm-hmm. when we renew our minds with the word of god we persuade our hearts once again to believe in agreement with what the what our spirits and the holy spirit already knows And when we act on that belief, it will have an effect on our physical bodies, our minds, our finances. So the word hold fast, you know, I used at the beginning talking about the bone. Hold fast. Don't let go. And I was looking up some of the, like the definition of meaning of those two words together. And I just wanted to share something that I got from that. Hold fast means to bear down. Stay the course. Continue to believe in or adhere to. So don't just believe, but act. Step out and do it. As James said, not just a hearer, but a doer. Throughout history, sailors have tattooed the eight letters Hold fast on their knuckles. Sailors have done that. To remind them 
that they can get through any storm if they hold fast both physically and mentally. That's what the sailors. So throughout history, they've done it. They've literally tattooed hold fast, hold on this one, and fast on this one on their knuckles as a reminder. We're going to touch on that in a little bit in Proverbs mm -hmm. when it talks about the word of God yeah. and, 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 and tattooing it or, or keeping it before our eyes. But these guys and girls would tattoo that on their knuckles to remind them to hold fast both physically and mentally. Well, who, how are we as believers to hold fast? How are we as believers to hold fast? One of the ways is by continuing. Uh, listen, I don't believe two weeks go by without me telling the youth about how important it is to, to, to get into the word of God, to read, the word, even if it's just a, a, a scripture in the morning. I don't believe two weeks ago. Only meet, we only meet with them once a week on Wednesdays evening. But I encourage because I know not just what the word of God says, but how it has helped me. Even when I was a teenager and was going through. So, it, you know, anybody can say, oh, I, I know that scripture. Oh, 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 I heard that. But the word of God is not real to you until you start doing it and acting on it. Yes. Plenty of people have been born again, been in the church, been in the ministry, and in some way, shape, or form, in some aspects, the word of God's not real to them. And it's like, no, you know what? No, no, no. I believe this over what I'm going through right now. It's not just letters are words in a book. So by continuing to renew our minds with the word of God, causing our hearts to be persuaded and believe the word, it takes effort. Don't, don't get it confused. It takes effort to renew our minds and to get to where we're not just going to trust in ourselves, but in the word of God. And, and that's the rest that we're going to be talking about. Brother yeah. Steve, you might have to get up here and help me preach it. <laughs> Since you already know where I'm going. Look at Hebrews chapter 4. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 4. And, and uh, let's go ahead and start with verse number 1. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being uh, left of us entering in his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Why? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Everybody hear the word. Like you hear the word right now. Yeah, I said everybody. Everybody hear the word. But not everybody makes faith with the word. Everybody been hearing the word for years. Whether it's in your own personal Bible study, in church, wherever. 
But there's a difference between hearing it and mixing faith with it. Verse number three, for we which have believed do enter into rest. There's a rest once you believe. There's doesn't mean circumstances have changed, but in here there's a, there's a rest. There's a peace. Like I'm chill. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Skip down to verse number 10. For he that is entered into rest, his rest, for he that is entered into his rest, he has also ceased from his own works. As God did from his. Did you, did, man, for he or she that has entered into his rest that God's provided, he or she also have ceased from his or her own works. Notice what it does not say. Verse number 10. Sometimes you can go by what the word doesn't say. This is where you can go by what it does say. Notice it does not say, for they that is entered into his rest, they also have ceased from their own works as God did. It's making it personal. It's singular. You, individual, have the choice to enter into the rest. It's not going to be a bunch of us all together. Now it's you, your will, your choice, your decision. And he wouldn't tell us to do it if we were not able to. So nobody can do it for you. It's not they that, that, that is entered into his rest. They also, no, it's, it's he or she. Verse number 11. Let us, now he talks plural, all of us. Let us labor. So he's encouraging them. Most likely, you know, the studies, most likely Paul wrote this, Hebrews here. So he says, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. So he's saying, you, you can enter in, but you labor in this word. Study this word. Get into it. Eat it. On, on, on one of my Bibles, there's actual teeth marks that's on the corner of the Bible. This Bible's so raggedy here, I had to get a cover for it so it didn't fall apart. Because I got to study and I bit it. <laughs> I did. I'm not, I'm not lying. I bit it because it just gets so good. You just want to, ah. <laughs> so I bit it and there's teeth marks in the corner. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Don't mean just because you bite the Bible and, and, and rip off the pages and swallow it. Don't mean you're going right. to. No, you have to get it in, in your renewed mind. Yeah. Get it in. But it just get good. I just want to do something. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Lest any man. So. Lest any man fall. In other words, it's, it's not a um, physical thing, as I said. You, 
we can't do anything to earn what he's already done. When I was a kid, not a high school kid, not a middle school kid, an, an elementary school kid like young, tender, I was exposed to things sexually that I should not have been exposed to. I was, I was sh shown things, I experienced things that a, a kid, even an adult, should not have been exposed to. And it warped my thinking. And it took me down a path for years, sexual-wise. As a little boy, innocent boy. And through years, even after I got born again, you know, I struggled with pornography. Oh, yeah, I mentioned that in the church. Uh-huh, I said that. Pornography. It's amazing how the church, sometimes church people, categorize sin. Uh, this one right here is big. This one, yeah. Well, y'all own it. The Bible, if you study the Bible, the Bible calls sin, sin. We're the ones that make it big or small. So I struggled. And at the time when I first got born again, uh, you know, as a teenager, struggling with sexual sins and pornography and all these things, the church that I was at, because it was such, preached such condemnation and, and works righteousness and, 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 and just I couldn't measure up, I was embarrassed to go to, to ask for godly counsel. And I knew, I, I was just struggling, man. I, I knew I was free, but I wasn't experiencing it. And I'll tell you this, there's nothing that a man or a woman or a boy or girl, there's nothing that they can do for you what Jesus has already done. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not saying not to go for God, uh, good godly counsel. The word of God talks about godly counseling. I'm not saying that. As a matter of fact, that's what I attempted because I was so embarrassed at the church. Yeah, I felt that I couldn't go. I was like, you know. So I, I actually looked in the phone book for Christian counseling and went to that. But it wasn't that. And I'm not going to go into detail, but this guy put this information in the phone book, but he wasn't there for that reason. He liked men. And I knew something was wrong when I went there. And, uh, you know, nothing happened, but he, you, you know, you say what you'll do in certain situations. You know, if somebody tried me like this right here, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But honestly, I was so hurt, I was stunned when I realized this is what this guy is trying to do. You know, and I wasn't there long, and, and I left. And I remember walking through the parking lot after leaving his office. And, and I left a lot out of that story. But uh, I'm saying this to help some people. If you can't get help in the church, Come on. Come on. Come on. you know, 
That's what, you know, people are struggling. I, I, and, and we, we don't want you to feel that way. Right. Now, we don't want you to come to us as if we have the answers right. because we don't. We're all on a journey. But once again, you can't get from man, or de depending on man, what Jesus has already done through yeah. atonement. So I left that parking lot, and I said to myself, if I, if I can't get it from, 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 from getting in this word and you, Holy Spirit, helping me, and through some good teaching, uh, it, it's, it's just not going to take place. But when I made that decision, See, because God is not keeping deliverance from you. You're already delivered. Amen. But when I made that decision, either this works or it don't. Amen. And I'm, I'm not as a grown, this is a young person. Either it works or it don't. And I got the digging and digging and digging. And I got a hold of, thank God, of some good teaching. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I was able to walk in the freedom. I began to walk in the freedom that has already been provided. Amen. Amen. So it doesn't matter what type of habit, That's right. That's carnal right. habit, no matter what it is, may not be pornography, may not be sexual stuff or whatever, it doesn't matter. Right. You are, if you believe you're born, you are free. Amen. Because the word of God says, yeah. I believe somebody besides myself have read this in here, the word of God says that whom the son. Did I read that correctly? Whom the son have set free is free indeed. You are free. Depression don't have you. Sickness doesn't have you. Any type of carnal habit does not have you. You are free. Because the Son has made you free. And it's our choice to walk in the freedom that he's already provided for us. Yeah, I used to make that comment. God, don't you see? Don't you care? Can't you see what I'm going through? You know, up and down like this right here. In my walk just frustrated and irritated but it but experiencing and walking in that freedom doesn't just happen where was i <laughs> what what verse was i i know i'm free huh 411 yeah and then verse 12 no we'll, we'll don't worry about it so our Christian lives should consist of learning how to rest in our completeness, his provision, his wholeness, which is salvation. Rest does not mean no activity. Jesus rested when he created the world because there was nothing left for him to create. We receive through faith righteousness, not works righteousness, what Jesus has already done through the atonement. So the question I had mentioned to you, well, you know, how are we as believers to hold fast? I already covered one. The other one is speaking in line with the word of God. Yes. Yes. You know, we, we, have a, we have an understanding of his love in us and for us and, and how much he loves us. 
and we're renewing our mind, well, then let's start allowing ourselves to speak. Speak. Nobody else really don't have to hear it. Let, hear yourself say it. Because you're not always around people, even if you're married. Hebrews chapter 4, stand, stand with that chapter. Hebrews 4, look at the 14th verse. It says, seeing then we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession or profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He, uh, you may not be able to wrap your mind around it, but your spirit knows. Yes. He's touched. He understands. Even you don't think, he don't understand what you're going through or what you've been through or what happened to you. But was in all points, all points, yeah. all points, all points, tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Not timidly. You know, I would think when I would mess up back then, and it's like, you know, I don't want to pray. I don't want to read. Why? Because I'm not, I don't feel good because I, I've messed up. And it's, it's, it's not that. God sees me as sees you as he sees Jesus. So that's why he tells you, you don't need to come if you don't need mercy and find grace to help. In a he said, in a time of need. So even when you mess up, when you say something you shouldn't say, when you do something you shouldn't do, go towards him, not away from him. Don't picture him like, you know, God's here and, and oh, oh, Lord, here come to you again. Look at him. What, 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 what you did this time? And he looks at Jesus and says, everything you did for him. And Jesus is like, mm-hmm. Look at you. I done bled for you. I done died for you. This is how you act. No, it's not like that. Remember the prodigal son? What did the father say to the son that was there at the house? All that I have is yours. You could have been enjoying this all this time. So come boldly. It's not in your works, per se. It's in his works, what he's already done. So we are to quit doing and start resting. But to rest, it takes time studying the word to renew our minds until what God says is more real to us than our five physical senses, our bank account, the news media, anything else that contradicts the word of God. How many have heard of, of Smith Wigglesworth? Yeah. I, like to read, I like to read some of his books. My bald head sweating? I like to read some of his books. And I, I want to read something that was from one of his books, and it's really good. And uh, he's, he, listen to this. It says, all lack of faith is due to not feeding on God's word. I mean, this, this, suppose, I mean, this man raised like 20-some people from the dead, and, and God used him mightily, and, you know, he was like a father of faith or whatever. You need it every day. How can you enter into a lifestyle of faith? How can you enter into a lifestyle of faith? 
by feeding on the living Christ of whom the word is full. The essence of divine life is in us by faith. Jesus gives us his word to make faith effective. If you can believe in your heart, you begin to speak whatever you desire and whatever you dare to say is done. So when we get this word in our heart, we're not going to ask for something stupid. Yeah, I said that. You're going to ask for something in line with his word. Look at Proverbs chapter 4. This is what I was going to talk about earlier. Proverbs chapter 4. Ooh, my time is running. In verse number 20, it says, My son or, or daughter, attend. That means to be present. You know, when you're in school, you give attendance. You call your name. Present. Attend to my words. In other words, apply it to your mind. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Incline. That means like if you're having a conversation with someone and there's a bunch of noise that's going on around, what do you do? You, you kind of lean. Lean. That's what the word incline. Lean. You, you want to focus on what's being said. You tune out everything else. Distractions. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they, my words, are life unto those that find them. All. So you mean to tell me I have to go and search? Yeah. And hell to all their flesh. Keep, you keep the word with all diligence. For out of the word are the issues of life. Put away from you a froward mouth. Perverse lips put far from you. Let thine eyes look right on. And let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of your feet. And let, uh, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. Real, you, you remove your foot from evil. But you notice that he says, you do this. Let, keep, find. And then he talks about all these body parts. Ears, mouth, heart, flesh, mouth, eyelids. But the last part that the Holy Spirit had this writer to do is talk about the feet. Because your ears, your mouth, your heart can't go anywhere without your feet. If I go to my car, if my feet take me to my car, all of those are going with me. So don't allow yourself to walk in your mind where you shouldn't go. Don't allow your feet to take your mouth and say something that you shouldn't say. Don't go there. Right? Just don't go there. That's, I believe that's why he left that last in reference to the feet. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 1. Galatians 5 and verse 1. It says, stand fast. Ah, that's like hold fast. Stand fast in the freedom wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now, I knew he's talking about circumcision and different things here, but he would not tell them not to be entangled again if they were not free before. You're always free, but don't allow yourself to go back into bondage in what you think and what you do and works righteousness. 
Don't, don't allow yourself to go there. Verse number 16. This I say then, walk. You walk in the spirit and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Remember at the beginning of Psalms? The beginning of Psalms it says that he that walketh, I'll turn to it real quick. Real quick. The first chapter of Psalms it says, blessed is the man or woman that walketh not. And I think I touched on this before. Notice the person starts out walking. Walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. So he or she starts out walking. Then they start to stand. And next thing you know, they're sitting. There's no movement at all. But it, it starts by one step at a time. So don't, don't allow that. First Thessalonians, I'm coming to an end here. First Thessalonians 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5. In verse number uh, 21. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Hold fast. Once again, hold fast. Hold fast to what's been spoken, what you've read. You know, in vines, uh, you see they, they grow and they attach themselves to walls, you know. And then you notice that no matter what type of storm comes, when the storm is over, that vine is still attached to the wall. It's, it's hold, holding fast. And most of the time, vines attach themselves to, to items or objects that are stronger than they are. A wall, oak tree, or whatever. Hold fast. Attach yourself to this word. So when the storms of life come, you're not holding the wall or the oak tree. The wall or the oak tree or the word is holding you. You may feel like, you, I just can't. You're going to get that way sometimes. It's, it's in your weakness. He is strong. He'll hold you. He will hold you. Hebrews chapter uh, 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And uh, verse number 23. Hebrews 10. It says, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith, or the confession of our faith. For he is faithful that promise. Hold fast to speaking. You know, sometimes you, you sometimes I won't say you, sometimes I, I'm not thinking of anybody here that I can think of. But sometimes I just don't want to ask certain people, how are you doing? <laughs> because I've asked them that, and every time, every time, every time, every time, every time, there's something wrong. So I'm going to ask. I'll just say, hi. Hello. Well, still, it's, it's, it's just go in. You know, as a kid, you, you, watch, you just watch Hee Haw as a kid. Hee Haw. Yeah. I used to love to watch Hee Haw as a kid. Y'all yeah. know where I'm going. You know, them guys that sit, they'll sit there on the stool, about five guys. They'll sit on the stool, and they'll have, like, those white jugs in their hand. And they have an old, old, old bloodhound down there. Look like moonshine jugs they have in their hand. And what do they say? Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Yeah, some of y'all sing it. <laughs> Whoa! Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. Oh. 
If it wasn't for, I'd have no luck at all. Oh, 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 oh. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. <laughs> I used to watch the E-Hall, and it's like, those guys, no. Don't allow it. And I used to love to watch E-Hall. And then, of course, the Lawrence Welch show was spoiling. I, I didn't like the Lawrence Welch show. How many remember? It's like, I don't want to watch the Lawrence Welch show. Guys got bubbles floating all over the place. <laughs> Who let the bubbles? Just bust them bubbles. But, but this, this, uh, allow ourselves. Don't allow ourselves to go there. The last scripture I want to read to you is in Revelations. This is, this is your big brother Jesus talking. Revelations chapter 2. What, did, what is Jesus saying to you? But that which you have already. You have it already. That which you have already. What does he say? Hold fast. Don't let go. You have it already. Hold fast. Two words I thought about while preparing this message. Complacency and passivity. Complacency, a feeling of contentment or self-satisfaction, especially when coupled with an unawareness of danger or upcoming trouble. That's complacency. In law enforcement, that's one of the biggest dangers of a senior officer. He or she become complacent. That's dangerous. Not staying up on the laws and staying in shape and doing different things like that. That's dangerous. Passivity. The quality or state of being passive, receptive to outside impressions or influences. Tending not to take an active or dominant part. So in closing, Jesus' life is imparted to us. His life is imparted to us, the believer. It is not healing it is preservation from sickness, his life, depression, lack, or anything contrary to the scripture. Not saying that these things don't come to us. They're going to come. But we, the believers, don't have to allow them to attach or make connections to us. Amen. Remember, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior... You're not trying to believe. You are a believer. Hold on to your bone or bones. In Acts chapter 5, they said, and believers were added to the church. The moment you're born again, you are a believer and you have the capacity to believe this word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you are blessed. You are whole. Hold on to your bones. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand as we prepare to dismiss. And I just want to pray over you and with you. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. You're so faithful as we sung doing praise and worship. Man. Ooh, you're so faithful. You're such a good father. Father, there may be some here today that's been walking with you for years that have decided to 
you know, along the way to take a seat. To, to be born again, but just not to just, just, just live and go to heaven when to die. But that's not your best. You said that you came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. To live free from carnal habits, from fear, from condemnation, from self-righteousness. And live in victory down here and then go to heaven. I pray for those ones. I've been there. I pray for them that as they have made a decision to go, get back up inside and go towards you. Holy Spirit, you're there. Yeah. <laughs> you, you never left. Yeah. Hallelujah. I thank you for peace in homes. I thank you for parents that have a, a, a concern about kids. I thank you for wholeness in physical bodies, that they look to their spirit. And Holy Spirit, you reveal to them and show them that they're healed. And not that it's not real what they're going through, but what you've already done is greater than the pain. And they'll see you as their hero. I pray for wholeness in minds. I pray that as we step out, believe this word and act on it, you will confirm it. There's people that have to make decisions here. You're our wisdom. You're our direction. You're our, you are our peace. Now, if you're not born again, you're not a believer. But you can be a believer, whether you're here or you're watching online. Now, all you, it's so simple. Just, just say, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I choose not to go after my own will, but yours. I accept you with my heart as my Lord and Savior. We have our prayer ministers here. It can, wants to agree with you and, and pray with you. If anyone is in need of prayer, don't leave without getting prayer. If you're watching online, just text the word prayer to the number that's on your screen. So I just want to encourage you as we pre uh, prepare to leave <coughs> to hold on to what God's given you. Whether you notice it years ago through his word or you, you, you got it through a prophecy or you know on the inside that God has spoken to you. Hold on to that. Don't let outside interferences or pain or anything to take that bone from you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Amen. T. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. 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 That was great. I think we've got some bones at the back. Everybody needs to take one yeah. with you. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, but, but seriously, dude. Don't just walk out and just let that go out your mind, man. Hold fast. That's a great word, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody tries to take your word, you know. Somebody says, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Amen>. I'm not. <laughs> that's not who I'm at. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, I just want to quickly, uh, just as, you, as you're leaving, uh, Brendan back there, at the, uh, he's looking. If anybody is interested in helping out in any form of media, um, they're going to have a short 10-minute meeting. 
uh, camera work, production work, sound, lighting, anything like that, um, just connect with Brendan there if you wouldn't mind meeting in the cafe. Uh, thank you very much for 10 minutes. Thanks. Guys, have a great week. We see you Wednesday. If you're going to be here at Overflow, love you guys and have a blessed day. Take your bone with you. Yes. Pass the rod. Pass the rod.